This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. We took his bed from his bedroom, and now it's just all empty, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know. Then he tells me, you know, Mom, you need to get me a bed for my room because I'm going to be back. (laughs) (laughs) So then that makes me feel a little better. Welcome to Fast Lane Family with Kelly Earnhardt Miller. Welcome to Fast Lane Family. Today I have in studio Cindy Elliott, wife of NASCAR's million-dollar Bill Elliott, and mother of one of NASCAR's up-and-coming superstars, Chase Elliott. How are you today, Cindy? Doing great. Thank you for having me on. Good. I appreciate you being here. When I was younger, I remember Cindy, and like I said, I don't know what your last name was then. It wasn't Cindy Elliott, but I remember Cindy the photographer. How did you get involved in the sport? I'm assuming that eventually led to Meet and Bill, and I want you to tell me about that. Okay. Well, how I got involved in the sport was a friend of mine that I used to work with um, at the Northwest Florida Daily News went to work at Griggs Publishing Company, and something happened. I'm not sure exactly what, but all of his photographers quit, and they were going to Pocono, so my phone rings, and it's Don Grassman, and he says, can you come help me shoot um, at Pocono? And I said, well, you know, I'm not really a race photographer. I don't really know anything about racing. And he said, that's okay. You know how to shoot pictures. And that's what I need. It's just somebody who will go do what I tell them to do at the racetrack. And I said, okay. So uh, off I went to Pocono and uh, it was Don and I and Steve Wade, Deb Williams were up in the tower. I was on pit road. That was back when you had that sheet of paper that showed you uh, who was in what pit on pit road and it was just hand drawn out i mean this was ages ago yes (laughs) (laughs) nothing computerized no absolutely not so the race was going on and something happened to your dad and i'm not sure what it was but steve wade came on the radio and he said uh dale's coming into the pits it's unscheduled and we don't know what's wrong he said so you need to get down to dale earnhardt's pit and i said okay i said well i don't know who dale earnhardt is so if you just tell me what number he is I, I can follow this I'll piece of paper and, get there. <laughs> and I'll get there. And there was just this dead silence on the radio because no one could believe that I didn't know who Dale Earnhardt was. So after they realized that this girl really knows nothing about anything, they started working with me a little differently. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I went down there and uh, had continued to work with Don. And then he left and went on his own. And uh, so I worked my way up at Griggs Publishing Company, and I became their photo editor for Scene and Illustrated, and really enjoyed that. Uh, While I was there, I had other obligations with, um, I did some work for Budweiser, some studio work, and uh, Coca-Cola, some of those companies, and and Bill came along and was going to drive for Junior Johnson, so he had to come to the studio to photograph his car, and so that's really when we kind of got to know each other a little better. Uh, we we knew each other before that. Of yeah, course, you'd be in a photographer, you know, yeah, right? You know everybody, but uh, you know, know of everybody, right? You do, <laughs> but you don't really know no, them personally. Right, right. So it's kind of different. But uh, that's that's really where we um, hit it off, and we started dating. Talking about not knowing who Dale Earnhardt was reminds me of a funny story. In college, I went to Wilmington, North Carolina, and I was dropping off some dry cleaning in the drive-through lane, and of course. The person said, Earnhardt, are you related to the race car driver, Dale Earnhardt? And I got that often. And right. I said, no, who, it, what, who is that? And they're like, <laughs> you've never heard of Dale Earnhardt? And I was like, no. And they're like, nobody's ever asked you that? And I'm like, no. And they said, well, do you know who Richard Petty is? And I said, nope, never heard of him. <laughs> and I just went along and played with him because I got asked that so often about yeah, my last name when that I is you awesome. know, show up on things. So I played the... 
the opposite one day and was like, nope, have no clue who you're talking about. <laughs> so did you have to go back to this dry cleaners yeah. after that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Eventually, I think they figured it out. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. I'm really interested in photography because I, I started um, scrapbooking many moons ago oh, with my wow. kids. Love that. And so it's kind of um, taught me to be a better photographer. Mm-hmm. And I, I really enjoy it and I get these different magazines like I don't always have time to read them Mm -hmm. but I get these different magazines about photography and whatnot and I find it I think it's just so cute and interesting that you're still taking photos at the racetrack you know I run into you on pit road before a race and you've got all of your gear and you're headed down into turn whatever and you provided us some great photos from Daytona of all of our cars. Well it keeps me busy you know and it just keeps my mind off of and I think I just became accustomed to that when Bill was racing. Yeah that I would always be out in the turns and, and taking pictures. So I only really had to watch him from here to here, <laughs> yeah. you know. And I know I was invited up to the suites so many times, but the first time I went up there, I just couldn't stand to watch them go all the way around the racetrack. Just don't I don't like know to why. See the whole thing. I just don't like to see the whole thing. <laughs> so when, when did Chase start racing? Cause I, I looked online for this information, and I really couldn't find a pinpoint time of, of what age he started racing. And with that, kind of how did it happen? And what did mom think about Chase being a race car driver? Well, Chase started racing when he was, I think, about four weeks shy of eight years old and uh, he came to me only because he had already talked to Bill and the two of them already had this little plan put together but he said you know Bill said you need to go talk to your mom and see if it's okay with her so he came and talked to me and said he wanted to race and so uh, I said well you know what kind of racing and he said there was we had a neighbor that lived down the street and he put together these little dirt go-karts go-karts and um, so he was going to build him one and I said oh okay well you know where do they race and we were living in Blairsville at the time and the very next town over is Blue Ridge you know it's about 15 miles away and they had a little dirt go-kart track up there and so I said well you know yeah okay so we went up there and he was you know about four weeks shy of eight years old and that was his first race in fact that's the footage that ESPN is running okay, of the commercials yep, I saw that. so that's that little racetrack there in, in Blue Ridge so were you on board with this or did it take some coaxing or this planning behind your back? How'd you feel about that? <laughs> <laughs> well, that is, and it, that's how it happens. I think with every racing family, by the way, I do too. <laughs> I really do. I think, you know, because I honestly tried to put him in golfing lessons and, you know, wanted him to play baseball and, you know, really tried to put him out there and all kinds of different things and he just kept migrating back to racing <laughs> I think that happens too in most racing yeah. families <laughs> so I'm we, not really sure yeah. about that but I was comfortable with it because you know it was right there at home our best friends came up with us my mom was there and you know it was just kind of like a family outing. it's a great fun yeah outing it, for, it, for it really is especially at that level gets different as we progress through the different levels right so Delana Harvick and I, and I know we joked with you on Twitter about this <laughs> on more than one occasion, and, and we just talked about it in our podcast from last week, too. We want the How to Parent Handbook from Cindy Elliott. So you're going to write that one day for us, right? Okay. Soon. Our kids I are don't know, still young. I don't know, but thank you very much. That's quite a compliment. So how have you balanced life with Chase growing up in racing and then now Chase as the racer, he's in high school. Obviously, you know, you probably wanted him to kind of experience the normal things of teenagers. So how have you balanced all that and raised such a, I mean, he's so well-rounded and a good speaker and just so respectful. So many things. You're so sweet. Um, I don't, I don't know that there's any really 
specific set, you know, ideas on that, except what you just said, and that is to try to expose them to as many things as you can, because you want them to be as well-rounded as possible and put them out into as many different situations as you can so that they can meet more people and, and do more things, while at the same time you want them to have those special bonds with their friends at school. And so our house was just always open to having his friends over. And so I don't know. I, that how, would really you, how would you describe your parenting style? And, you know, do you, are you the strict parent or there's a balance of that? Or, you know, and there's all kinds of parents. And I think right. you know, your kids turn out different ways based on different ways of parenting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. I would describe myself as not really strict, but uh, when he was very young, he knew that from the time he started going to school, if he were to get in trouble at school, then he was going to get in trouble at home. So structure and consequences. Right. And yes, which absolutely. Are important and and it's just so important in, in that consistency. Yeah. And discipline. Yeah. You know, in, in the life of a child, especially as they're growing up, because the absolute worst thing I believe with all of my heart for a child is to disappoint their mom or dad. Mm -hmm. They can't stand that. Worse than any discipline that you can do to them. To them. Mm -hmm. The worst thing is for them to see that look on your face that you're disappointed in them. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that always killed me. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with that as a parent. And and thinking back to the way my dad raised us, it's so true. And I think it's a lot truer from past generations than maybe the current future generation of uh, whatever they would call the baby boomer kids or whatever. But that, you know, I lived with the fear of disappointing my dad and my mom. Mm -hmm. And not in a bad way. No. That you, you, you did right and you did what you knew was right and when you thought about doing wrong you thought about your dad or your mom that's or whatever, right you know and, <laughs> and how they would feel about yeah. what you're about to do yes yes exactly right and um, I don't know that kids think about that as much just with all the things that they're exposed to and the way the world is ran and managed now with social media and all the things that are involved right. in that it's just a you know I was always open with Chase to let him try to make the decisions you know from the time that he was very young and always people would joke with me because they would see me in my interaction with Chase and they would say, you know, you reason with him and he seems to get it. And I said, yeah, I think I, it's it's my position that you should always explain what your focus is and why you, you have made the decision, why you mm -hmm. why he would have made that decision. Mm -hmm. So I always reasoned with him from the time he was just very young. Yeah. Well, Delana and I might not need the book because we discussed that as well. And, and Delana mentioned that. And she said the same thing. She said, I feel like I need to talk to Keelan. I need to explain things, even if it too, he's not under, you know, he's not really getting it or understanding. He's getting parts of it mm -hmm. um, to instead of just because I said so, you can't do X, Y, Z. This is why I don't think it's right, right for you to do that. So, exactly. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. I never yeah. said because I said yeah. so. Yeah. Right. My dad and did. She, he and he said will none get none. more than than what Delana thinks that yeah. Keelan's getting right yeah. now. He's he's understanding more of yeah. it than she probably believes. Well, we'd still like for you to write the book. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still sure there's more we can learn. <laughs> so with the success that Chase has experienced so early this season in the Nationwide Series with two wins under his belt, just really, I don't know necessarily surprising people. I think that what our expectations were from Junior Motorsports standpoint were probably different than than the success he's experienced. I don't know that we would have said, hey, he's going to go out and win two of the first eight races. You know, we knew he would win this year. But um, as mom, 
does does that kind of success are you on the nervous side or are you on the really excited side I'm going to guess that you're going to be somewhere in the middle. <laughs> right. I am. I'm somewhere in the middle there because, you know, you see all of this success come so quickly and then you think, oh, you know, have I taught him all the right things? Will he be grounded in everything and all the decisions that he makes right now when he's about to move out on his own? And, you know, and, and all of this is coming together at the same time. And so you worry, you know, about that and you pray a lot about that. And from that standpoint, it's it's hard. My mom says that you never stop worrying as a parent. No. Even with me being 41, my brother almost 40 this year, she says you, it never, never stops. <laughs> no. I believe it. Never stops. So what's a typical day in life um, for you in Georgia? Uh, I know that you have some business roles with both Bill and Chase. And once you talk about that and you have some other areas of interest that you're involved in too. Well, uh, yeah, my office is over at the Georgia Racing Hall of Fame. And I have very much enjoyed working over there with everyone. And my role is supposed to be to go out and try to find sponsorship. We're trying to sort of rejuvenate the uh, museum in there and open up some new displays. So, How long has the Hall of Fame been there in Georgia? Uh, it has been there for about 15 years. Okay. So it's time to do some upgrades and, and create some new exhibits in there and things. And so we have a lot of creative ideas from a lot of people. And so I'm working on that. And then I work with JRM on the licensing side, the licensing piece for Chase, which I enjoy very much and I always did that with Bill. So. Right. so I do that with them. And then, you know, for Bill, I just do pretty much anything that an agent would do. <laughs> you know, Wife, it, agent, yeah, yeah do everything. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right. Well, that's a cool role. I, cool role. I think, obviously, this being a family business, nobody better than you can trust than a family member to look after your interest and have your heart and, and soul and mind with what decisions that you're making. So I, I totally agree with that. I've seen so many people go away, start with family, go away from family and feel like they needed something bigger. And then they always Come end back. up coming back. <laughs> yeah. I have got asked this question a lot in doing interviews uh, around Chase. And I've found this the same between my dad and Dale or, or me and my dad or, or whatever that, you know, everybody wants to ask you or, or I think everybody assumes automatically, oh, you're just like your dad. You know, Chase is just like Bill. He's cut from the same cloth and all these things they say. And um, so I wanted to ask you specifically, you know them best. What are the similarities between Bill and Chase and what do you feel like are the differences between the two of them? Whether it's okay. racing and or personality. A lot of right. people ask me from the racing aspect what you see, but you can well, answer Well, I do. I, as far as from the racing aspect, I see that Chase races an awful lot like Bill did. I mean, as far as his style on the racetrack and he yeah. just, he seems like a thinker. He's a, I was just going to say he is a thinker. Yeah. Um, so for that, I see, I see very similar, the two of them being very similar in that way. And then with Chase getting his, working on getting his pilot's license, you know, he soloed and then Bill's a pilot. So similarities there and you know obviously the the similarities that everyone sees if if the two of them were walking down pit road they walk <laughs> exactly the same and uh but as far as differences chase is very involved in all kinds of sporting events just is 24 7 would watch nothing but sports on television and bill's really not he's really not interested in any sporting event at all <laughs> So, and Chase is very open and he loves to socialize. Yeah. And I think that's opposite 
of Bill Bill's more Olson. of a quiet. Yeah, he's very quiet. To himself kind of mm-hmm. kind of guy. Yeah, that's really interesting because I don't, obviously, when, when Bill and my dad raced against each other, I was a teenager and went off to college. And, and so I don't have a lot of visuals with Chase being so much younger than I am of at the racetrack and, uh-huh. and knowing those things about him. So when people ask me, I say, I really have no idea because one, I really wasn't watching Bill Elliott style on the racetrack when he was racing against my dad. No. And so I can't tell you what their differences are so or what their similarities are and how they race. Um, I found it interesting that though, well, well, I will say sons want to be their own person from their dads when they're part of a family uh, uh, with a name, you know, yes. the Elliots, the Earnhardts, the Allisons, whatever it might be. So I'm assuming Chase feels very similar, although yes. he's very proud of the heritage and his father. Very proud of his dad, but wants to very much be his own person. And make it on his own. Make, make it, it on for his own. own and and Accord. accomplish his own goals yeah. and, and not always have that hanging over him. Yeah. That he has that to live up to. Uh, yeah, it's a balance. I, I think that's, <laughs> I think that's that for anyone. Yeah, that's certainly a balance to to pay homage and tribute and and have that pride for your family and then be your own person and keep those keep it separate. You know, the media and the fans and people like that kind of make more of it than than we the people that are actually involved in it. You know, they'll they'll set the tone for that. So right, right. It's always for Chase to speak up and you know say, hey, don't don't put me. Don't put me there. Don't make me that. So you talked earlier about Chase getting ready to move out on his own and graduating from high school, and he's going to be moving up here to North Carolina. And I, it made me think of this story with my dad because I feel my dad was a really protective parent. I mean, I didn't date. I didn't go out with friends um, in high school and that kind of thing. And so when I went to college, I wasn't trying to be the wild child at all. I picked up the phone and I, I called my stepmom, Teresa, and I said, hey, I want to go to Raleigh with some friends. And is it okay if I drive up there? And she said, well, I don't know, Kelly. You need to ask your dad about that. Okay. So I called dad and I didn't want to ask dad. I wanted to ask Teresa. I wanted her <laughs> to tell me yes. <laughs> oh, I didn't want to yeah. ask dad. And so I called dad and dad's like, honey, you're on your own. You get to make that decision. And I, I just, my draw dropped and I hung up the phone and I was like, really? That was Dale Earnhardt that just told me that I could make this decision on my own. So I, I went to Raleigh with friends. So how is that going to be for you? You and Bill are going to be empty nesters in Georgia. I know. I know you travel a good bit with him now, but you know, you, and you, you related to it earlier, but you know, how's that going to be with him being up here on his own at 18? Well, it is, it's going to be different. Um, you know, we've, we brought, he, we took his bed from his bedroom and now it's just all empty. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, uh, this is real. You know, it's, it's, it, this is happening. He's, he's going to be moving up there. Then he tells me, you know, mom, you need to get me a bed for my room because I'm going to be back. <laughs> <laughs> so then that makes me feel a little better, you know, and, but I'm excited, you know, it, Everybody has asked me, well, how did you feel about moving all that furniture up to Chase's apartment? And I said, you know, I was excited for him. I remember moving out on my own and having my own apartment for the first time. And I could tell he was excited. And I think that, you know, his excitement just just poured over onto me. So it may be very different after graduation weekend when he packs up his clothes and he's walking out the door. But uh, for for right now... I'm You're excited. <laughs> I'm excited for him, and I know that I'll talk to him every day, and yeah. I'll still be very involved in, yeah. in his life. And you know, we're just too close yeah. not to be. Yeah, so. yeah. And and that goes back to that parenting style of setting 
setting it up like that so that, you know, you, you still have that relationship and you know he's going to pick up the phone and say, hey, mom, I need... What do I do? This right. is happening. Uh-huh. <laughs> what do I, how do I handle this? Who do I call? What, what, what happens? So that's awesome that you guys have that relationship to build on. I'll be up here too if he needs anything. I'm the mother hen around here. So. Okay. Yeah. Can, uh, I don't know if Chase will like that. He's it, around me. He's so quiet and shy. You know, we just haven't been able to spend a ton of time right. getting to know each other's oh, personalities. But he, once you so. do break through that. <laughs> yeah. He's very funny. Yeah. Very, very can, funny. Um, he can call the mother hand over here. We got lots of them actually here at Junior Motorsports, so he, he'll be in fine hands. That makes me feel better. <laughs> well, we're coming off Mother's Day weekend, so I thought it was appropriate to talk about a special memory that you have with you and Chase on Mother's Day. It's something maybe that you guys did or something that he made you. I just love those handmade gifts yes. for Mother's Day. That does make me think of, um, and I think a lot of the schools probably do this project, and I can't remember what the name of it was, but... They wrap up a little box and put a cute little bow on it. And then they give you this little note that says, this present is for you. And it's filled with all of my hugs and kisses. Aww. Do you remember? <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. And so, um, and I, I still have that. I mean, it's just, it's right there on the counter. You know, that was just so precious. I love those um, things too. Yeah. The handmade gifts are just like no other. Mm-hmm. I just told LW the other day, he's like, Mother's Day's around the corner and I don't even have any ideas for you for the kids. And I said, you know what? Have them make me something because other than a card in the last several years, they really haven't mm-hmm. made me anything. And Carson, you know, she's a teenager now and it's not as important. And Wyatt's too. So he really is just now getting into you know, crayons and, and doing stuff. I said, so have them make me something this year because yeah. I've, I've missed out on that for the last few years of, of that. That's just so special. It and, is. you know, I'm envious of you saying that you did all this scrapbooking because I have literally barrels of chases growing up and, you know, I just kept putting it in the barrel thinking, okay, I'm going to get, I'm going to get to this. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to put all these scrapbooks together and it's just going to be great, you know, and, and then I end up having to get another barrel. So <laughs> I, I'm there too. I, I keep saying we have a long life. So when I get the kids grown and I'm an empty nester, <laughs> like you're going to be here soon, then I can get to organizing those things. And as a photographer, I can't imagine how many pictures you have. Oh. Um, because when when I was really heavy into scrapbooking, I would simply take pictures because I had a scrapbook layout in mind. Oh, right? okay. And yeah. now... I don't do it as much, so I'm not that crazy over it in terms of, oh, that outfit looks so cute. I can imagine these stickers and paper that I can buy that, you know, look like this outfit you're wearing. Now I focus more on the holidays and the special times and and that kind of thing. So my scrapbooks for Carson are very thick and full. Uh, I have not done Wyatt's baby book yet, and he's two. Yep. Kennedy's are thinner and thinner, and there's, you know, all this talk about three children and the third child gets the shaft. (laughs) (laughs) That that might be happening. You start out with all these good intentions, (laughs) and then, you know, time gets shorter. (laughs) Yes, you do. Well, I appreciate you being on with me today. I hope you've enjoyed this, and I hope the listeners have enjoyed uh, getting to know some firsthand information about you and your family. I have really enjoyed it. Thank you so much, Kelly. Okay, it's time for Ask Kelly. Remember that you can submit your questions on Twitter using the hashtag Ask Kelly at my Twitter handle, Earnhardt Kelly. All right, our first question is from MEC2448. Do you like Dale with or without the beard? I personally like Dale without the beard, and I've told him this. I think he is just as handsome as can be without the beard, so that's my vote. I don't dislike the beard, but I like the without the beard better. 
at Revsky, if LW saw you in front of the TV, what would he most likely see you watching? Well, first things first, he would be sitting uh, with me watching TV. We do not get a lot of TV in our household. The only thing we watch fairly consistently is racing, The Voice, and The Blacklist, which both come on on Mondays and then The Voice also on Tuesdays. Sometimes I have to catch that on DVR. Otherwise, we could be watching Bob the Builder or the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse or something like that with Wyatt, and that's the extent of our television. <laughs> All right, we had a couple questions from Facebook as well. Timothy Wolf asks, if you had five minutes to talk with your dad, what would you talk about? And what do you think he would want to know about? I would probably take that five minutes just to talk all about my kids and, you know, what they're doing, what they're accomplishing and, and all those types of things with them. Five minutes is a pretty short amount of time. So I'd, I'd focus on that. And Joe Frazier uh, asks, what is the best birthday present you ever gave your dad? There's no way you can buy a birthday present for a man who had everything and who could get whatever he didn't have that he wanted when he wanted it. So I don't really have any big memories of birthday gifts to my dad. One thing that does stand out is, and I think we did this for Father's Day, is we had Sam Bass pencil a drawing of all of the kids. So it was Dale, Carrie, Taylor, myself. And then at the time, Carrie had children, Bobby and Jeffrey, and I had Carson. And so Carson was a wee bitty baby in my arms. And we all met at Taylor's school parking lot so that we could all, that was the only thing that we could find all time to all come together at one place. We were in the parking lot. We took this picture and then we took the picture over to Sam Bass and he pencil drew it. And we gave that to dad. That was within a year. I think it was the Father's Day before he passed away. We had uh, several other folks on Facebook uh, ask about the number three, and that has been a huge topic since we started in Daytona this year. Um, and they want to know if RCR should have retired it. How do you guys feel about the three being back? Well, I've talked about this a lot, but I have not answered this on the podcast. So I'm in favor of the number three being on the racetrack with Austin Dillon and RCR. I do believe if it was with another driver that maybe didn't have that connection to um, RCR or my dad or something like that, that I may not feel the same way. But I do feel that it lends itself to additional stories and just to continue the legacy that my dad built off of the number three and carry that forward into the future for, for fans that don't know about my dad or haven't heard stories about my dad and just to continue that legacy of my dad. So I'm happy that it's um, in the stable with Austin and, and RCR and really fully supportive. People, people, I saw people ask this question and they said, how do you really feel? That's how I really feel. I am in support of it. I have no negative thoughts about it whatsoever. I have some final thoughts for you that we'll go through pretty quickly just to get to know you a little bit better. So sweet or salty? A combination of both. Combination? <laughs> <laughs> you like those bars? I like the salt on, yeah, <laughs> like a pretzel, you know, with chocolate. Yes, that sounds good. Beach or mountains? Beach. Dogs or cats? Well, both, but I really like my cat. I'm a cat person too. Yeah. Hills or flats? Hills. Massage or facial? Facial. Cook or eat out? Cook. Dress or jeans and tea? Oh, definitely jeans and a tea. <laughs> city girl, country girl? Uh, you know, I was a city girl. Could not believe that I was going to move to the country. And then after I came back to Charlotte, after living in Georgia and the country for, I don't know, three or four months, I was like, what is all this noise? You like the country? Yeah, now. I like the country now. <laughs> awesome. Well, I really appreciate it. It's great to have everyone. I hope you've enjoyed today's show, and I hope you'll join us again next week for Fast Lane Family.
Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo' Radio.